Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but rather it's for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. I'm Josh Bales, pastor of the Well Church, here with Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hoogen, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. All right, we are working through our top 10 stories in no particular order for 2021. And uh, if you've missed any of our previous shows, you can subscribe to our podcast at The Gospel for Life. So number three, the phenomenon that during this pandemic, uh, many Americans have basically abandoned religious participation. Uh, so religious affiliation have, has continued to decline uh, during the COVID-19 season, according to a new survey from the Pew Research Center. The percentage of Americans who identify as Christians now stands at 63%, down from 78% in 2007. Meanwhile, 29% of Americans now identify as having no religion, which is up from 16% in 2007 when Pew began tracking religious identity. Many houses of worship closed during the COVID-19 outbreak. Uh, Church consultant Tom Raimner has said that the average church will lose 20% of its membership. Now, he's projecting this, right? Guessing Mm -hmm. this? Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's not saying this, say the Lord, right? No. Thomas, it, it, Ray- it's a it's a guess, but it's not a bad guess. Thomas Rayner has said that the average church will close twenty or lose twenty percent of its membership during the pandemic. The reason why he said uh, uh, that because I think we've experienced the opposite. Hmm. Um, I mean, we lost some uh, members who disagreed with how, like all churches, like what church has not lost members right. due to the way that they believe that their their leadership has has dealt with the particular um, mm-hmm. issue. Um, but I think we've actually gained overall. Um, but mm-hmm. anyway, the the point remains. So, um, what effect has the the pandemic had on your particular congregation? Uh, we definitely lost some people, but we've you know we have n- new people coming, um, and uh, so uh, we hope and pray that that those uh, fell out of church church participation coming to worship um we hope and pray and and continue to reach out to them uh, that they'll either come back to our church or find a new church home um but uh the the more troubling uh statistic um is uh not necessarily uh, church attendance uh, but the growing number of people, and you, and you cited the statistics, Josh, from the Pew Research uh, Center, uh, the declining number of Americans who even identify as Christian at all, mm-hmm. um, down to 63%, which is the lowest uh, since uh, uh, Pew started doing uh, these surveys. And uh, this has been accelerated by the COVID pandemic. Um, one of the, something that I've observed is that uh, 
church worship attendance, worship participation is a habit. It's a good habit. And it's also a discipline. And a command. And a command. Um, and when we were forced to shut down, uh, some people uh, just developed new habits. And uh, maybe it was a lot easier just to sit at home and watch the computer screen, watch the, watch the live stream, or, or just, you know, have a cup of coffee and a donut on Sunday morning. Um, and, uh, you know, as, as I've always said, if you're, if you're not going to obey God's commandment to come to worship, just go to Starbucks, they have better coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, but, you know, w- once again, uh, we've started, uh, we've started growing again. We've, we've started adding, uh, some new people, but I'm still concerned about those that have <coughs> fallen out of worship participation and uh, still in prayer for them. Yeah, I They're, think it's hard to speak in generalities because what happens is you you characterize people that aren't the fit that characterization. So I'm I'm hesitant to to say some things, but I think in at least in some ways the pandemic revealed some things about all churches that has nothing to do with attendance or non-attendance or whether they're going to come mm. back or don't come back. Um, but I think it, it revealed some things uh, about the church that were true pre-pandemic, but were just Hidden. under the surface. Mm. And I think it revealed some things about, A, just the general priority that Christians in America give to the church. Mm-hmm. Um that church is fine as long as it's convenient, mm-hmm. um, as long as it's easy, as long as it fits into the rest of what I kind of want. Um, but when push comes to shove, how central is church to my to my life? And the biblical perspective is that church is is ultimate. Um, and I think it wasn't for some people mm-hmm. and and this is the the part where generalizations fall uh, fall apart and so i want to be careful that I, i'm not going to suggest that for everybody that decided that they couldn't go to church during the pandemic that that means that church wasn't ultimate i don't mean that i it, it's case by case by case by case what i'm saying is that i think overall you find um that the pandemic did reveal in some people that church really wasn't that important anyway. Right. Mm-hmm. The, the, if the question in your house in the past was, are we going to go to church this Sunday? There's something wrong already. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because that question needs to be answered, uh, ha, has to be answered in the affirmative to start with. Yes, we are going to go to church. There's an interesting book that was published this just um, at the end of this last year that's coming out. It's called Rediscover, Rediscover Church, Why the Body of Christ is Essential. And it, it does arise out of the, you know, the fact that during the pandemic, a number of people had dropped out. You, you lose connection. You lose fellowship. You, you know, then now you're, you're wondering, can I get enough of it just by watching, uh, online? And it goes into detail about, you know, what, 
the fellowship of the body really means. You know, yeah. the the Hebrews tells us, you know, not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together, as is the case of some. And you know, not all all believers uh, forsake the assembly, but there are some that, you know. You know, the question is, hey, is are we going to church this Sunday or, we, or are we going to the lake? Are we doing this or are we doing that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You but know, I think we have to remember the reason why we go to church. It's not simply for ourselves. Um, mm-hmm. We go to glorify God. We go to be e- equipped and encouraged and strengthened in the faith. But we also go, um, and one of the primary arguments that the New Testament makes for going to church is to be uh, loving and encouraging to other people, that mm-hmm. our attendance is not solely for God or for ourselves, that a, a major part of the reason why we are in the assembly of the saints is for the saints. Well, um, yeah, yeah even, in the, even in receiving the Lord's Supper, um, you know, which we're reminded we're, we had, we're in communion and union with God in doing that, um, we're also in union with one another. We partake of the same loaf. We uh, take the same drink together. Uh, Ephesians talks about how we need to um, encourage one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. So those, those things that we do are not only directed um, vertically toward God, but they're, they're, you know, they're also a, there's a horizontal aspect that affects the people around us. Sure. Um, one, one word of caution, I think, that it's necessary. Um, you know, we have a, a couple of people at, at our church, uh, and I'm sure you guys have experienced this too. We have a couple of people at our church who have chronic health uh, conditions, mm-hmm. which would make them very vulnerable right. uh, to, uh, uh, to COVID-19. And uh, they're, in both of the situations that I'm thinking of, their doctor has instructed them, do not leave your house mm-hmm. uh, except to come here to, to, to my office. Um, and, uh, you know, get somebody else to go get your groceries. Um, you know, just uh, don't, don't take that chance. And so I think that requires a great deal of understanding. But there, there's also, and we've talked about this on the show before, um, and there, there's also a, a, a consumer mentality mm-hmm. uh, that many people have about church uh, that I go in order to um, re- receive something, yeah. uh, to receive encouragement, and well, and we, you know, we do, we we do receive in worship. We 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 are blessed when we go uh, with an open heart to glorify God. Um, but when we have this consumer mentality about church, um, well, you're 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 just saying a moment ago, Jonathan. Uh, do I go to church this Sunday or do I go to the lake? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, if I have a consumer mentality about church, well, why why not go to the lake because that's going to be yeah. more fun. So and outside of those cases of necessity, so I I, I think that qualif- qualification is is hugely important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Going back to something I said on the show yesterday, um, the, the Christian's first um, principle should be the principle of ultimate ownership. The Ten Commandments, um, which are still applicable today, the Fourth Commandment deals with um, how we are to spend our time. 
and um, it, it, God gives us a prescription that we're to work for His glory uh, six days a week in our secular employments, and on the the well, the, now the first day of the week is the day that's set aside for for worship for Him. And so, when we're talking about time, we are not lords of our time. So again, mm-hmm. outside of those those mm-hmm. cases of necessity, you know, mm-hmm. like if if you're driving to church and somebody is is dead, or you're dying on the side of the road, you stop and you yes. show yeah, you show mercy. Absolutely. So totally mm-hmm. that. But I think the, a lot of people have have succumbed to watching. Um, the negative, all the negative news, and and they're, it's it's such preyed upon their fears mm-hmm. that that now they're obeying their fears rather than obeying God, and I, I mm-hmm. think that's sinful. I think if we're talking stepping back and just looking big picture and saying, well, what does as this revealed about our own churches and church in general? I think it's it's revealed an in individualism and um, a lack of submission. It the church is not like other areas of life. You don't always get to have your way. Then the church what? might not always do exactly what you want it to do, and and you can't go nuclear when that doesn't happen and say, wait, you're not doing what I want. Therefore, you're wrong. You're bad. You're evil. You're sinful. I'm taking my 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 toys and I'm going home. Wait, what happened to submission? What happened mm-hmm. to trusting those that have been? Put in place by God, ordained by God to to, to look over your soul, um, and and that component is was in 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 my experience that component didn't come across well. That it revealed, I think, an individualism yeah. that is unhealthy for the body. Well, it's interesting that you're mentioning that in that book that I mentioned, Rediscover Church: Why the Body of Christ is Essential. Its concluding chapter is: You don't get the church you want, but something better. When you when you actually go to church, when you actually are involved and connected with it, you know, it's not about your consumer attitude toward it. You actually get something better and richer and fuller, you know, because you get the body of believers, you get the, the gospel presented to you, and this is the most important thing. Amen. You've been listening to the Gospel for Life. We will see you next time.